This is the Scale with Psychology podcast, where you're going to optimize your psychology to exponentially scale your business and become the ultimate version of yourself. I'm your host, Ani Manian, widely known as the Mind Whisperer and trusted advisor and psychedelic therapist to the world's top entrepreneurs and leaders. And I believe that entrepreneurship is a mental game. And the main constraint in any business is not the strategies and tactics, but the psychology of the founder. And with each episode, I'm going to help you take your life in business to levels you never thought possible. If you're ready to play the game of life and business in God mode, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, hello, and welcome to this live transmission about money. So I want to talk to you about money today because this is coming up a lot in the conversations that I'm having with some of my private clients. And this is coming up at every level of financial wealth, right? This is coming up with people who have a net worth of 10 million, 20 million, 50 million, even $100 million. And what this is, is about the energy of money. And it's about how we need to align to the energy of money because most of the time we're not living in alignment with money. So... I want you to take a second and actually just think about what comes up when you think about money in your life. Is there enough? Does it feel like there's not enough? What kind of thoughts do you have when it comes to spending money? When it comes to the kind of money that you desire to have? And I want you to notice what kind of feelings come up in your body. What does money feel like in your body? If money was a relationship that you had, then what would that relationship be like? Are you always playing chase and hide and seek? Or does money show up whenever you desire it? Does it feel hard to get? Or does it feel really easy? Does it feel really pleasurable, expansive, fun, joyful in your body? Does it feel like this uplifting experience? Or does it feel like a struggle? Does it feel like this contraction? Does it feel like this constriction that happens when you think about money? Now, I'm going to share a few principles with you, but the overarching concept that I want you to understand is that money is energy. And the energy of money responds to our energy. And our energy is basically at its, you know, if we want to get into the physics, this is literal energy because it's electromagnetics manifested via our thoughts and feelings. So we have a thought about money. Maybe the thought has some shame in it because when we were young and we wanted that extra bar of ice cream and mom said, no, we can't afford that right now. Or we wanted a a new laptop and dad said, no, what do you think? Money grows on trees. And we were put down, we were shamed, right? It could be guilt that when you wanted more, you were made to feel guilty for wanting more. Or it could be a very, very positive, uplifting feeling that comes up when you think about money. So our thoughts and our feelings essentially create a vibration. And this vibration represents the energy we hold when it comes to any particular aspect of our life. And this is true with our body. It's true with ourselves. It's true with 
um, business. It's true with relationships and partnership and community and literally everything. So when it comes to money, it's actually a really great tool to help us understand ourselves and where our energy is because money is very clear. The, the number in your bank account is very clear. How much money you have, it, it's very clear. It's factual. It's not this relative uh, opinion-based qualitative measure um, that's, you know, that can be argued either way. So right now you have a certain amount of money and you probably desire a larger amount if you're like most people. What I want you to point to in your body is where your current vibration is around money. Because the, the first principle you need to understand is that what we experience, what we attract, is a direct reflection of what we're putting out. So if we're feeling challenged with money, if we're feeling like money's never enough, if we're feeling like we struggle to make money, if we feel always in a state of fight or flight around money, then it's gonna be really hard for us to receive money because it's the same opening. It's the same energetic opening through which we give that we receive from. So what we're putting out energetically when it comes to money is what we receive. Now, the reason why most people on this planet struggle with money is because on some level, we've been conditioned to struggle. We've been conditioned that we need to work hard, we need to struggle, we need to sacrifice, we need to grind it out. And that is the price of abundance. And that is the price of safety. Now, this is completely backwards because money doesn't go where it's needed. Money goes where it's wanted. Money goes where it's desired. And we know this because if you look around the world, there's about 5 billion people who will objectively say that they don't have enough money. And there's a lot of people in the world, unfortunately, who die because they don't have the money to buy themselves food or they don't have the money to access clean drinking water or basic necessities. And there's a lot of people who work really, really hard. And I'm sure you work really, really hard. I'm sure you know people, your parents, your friends who work really, really hard, but they still struggle to receive money. Because the core principle here is that money doesn't go where it's needed. Because need is the energy of lack, it's the energy of scarcity. Money goes where it's desired. And the desire is the energy of abundance. It's the energy of gratitude. It's the energy of, this is so amazing and I want some more. So ask yourself right now, when you look to create money in your life, when you look to create abundance, when you look to create wealth, where are you doing it from? Are you doing this from a place of scarcity, a place of not enoughness, a place of unworthiness? Or are you doing this from a place of abundance and expansion and desire and pleasure and play? Because most people, the, mis the biggest mistake they make around money is that they have this feeling inside their body. And this feeling is, I'm not safe. I don't feel secure. I don't feel confident. I don't feel like I'm enough. I don't feel like I'm worthy. And in order to fix this feeling, in order to solve this feeling, I need to make more money. Because when I make more money, then I'm, this feeling is going to go away. We use money 
as a way to fix or solve a feeling. And that never works because there's no such thing as a solution to a feeling. What needs to happen is that first, we need to change our internal state. We need to change that feeling, right? And it's not about bypassing. It's not about just thinking the thoughts and forcing your body to feel differently. We have to first hold space for the, the negative feelings, some of the more challenging emotions that may come up when we think about money. Because we need to hold space for the programming that we received. So the next thing you need to understand that everything you know about money, everything you feel about money, none of it is yours. It was all conditioned into you. It was all imprinted onto you by society, by your parents, by, you know, family, by this sort of collective um, mass of humanity that holds a certain frequency around money, which in the world, the general frequency around money is scarcity. It's a sense of not enoughness. And we see this reflected in everything, right? If you think about the collective fear, the collective greed, the collective sense of not enoughness that this plant, the, our species lives in, we're always, you know, hungrily gobbling up more, 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 more. And we don't appreciate what we have. So we need to hold space for that. We need to hold space for that within ourselves. And we need to also recognize that it's not ours. That programming, those beliefs, those thoughts, those feelings, they're not yours. You were programmed to think that way, but that's not yours. But the way we transcend it is by actually holding space for that first. Coming to a place of safety in the body. And then when we reach this emotional baseline, then we start building on top of that. And then we start creating from a place of safety. So the second principle that I want to tell you about is the energy with which you spend money is the energy with which you receive money. So most people, when they spend money, they spend money in a state of contraction, in a state of constriction. But when they want to receive money, they want to receive a lot of it. They want to receive, you know, all the abundance in the world right? These two things are not aligned. This is the classic misalignment. And so ask yourself, when you spend money, do you feel this internal stress? Do you feel this internal contraction? Do you feel challenged when you're at the grocery store and you get, you have the choice to pick between two products and one is much more expensive and it's maybe a higher quality? Maybe when you're going on vacation, um, this stuff you know, do you make the, the budget choice? So it's not about what we buy, but it's about the energy with which we buy it. When we pay our bills, right, there's an energy with which we pay our bills. Do we curse the bill each time? Do we dread it? Do we energetically repel the bill because it means that we're going to be spending money or do we do it from a place of gratitude? Do we say that, wow, um, Khan Ed, thank you for providing me with electricity. I'm happy to pay this money because I got to have light at night and I got to run an air conditioner. And I got to feel really good inside this place. If we are in a place of scarcity when we spend money, we're not going to feel. So first of all, we're not going to be able to receive a lot of money because the energy of scarcity is 
It makes the aperture smaller through which we give and receive. Second, if we are able to somehow create wealth to make money from a place of scarcity, we will not feel it in our body. Now, I'll give you a tangible example of this. I was talking to one of my clients yesterday and he has a net worth of over $20 million. And the question that I asked him is, you know, how would you feel if you had $50 million in the bank? He said, I'd feel confident, I'd feel free, I'd feel secure. Those are the three words he came up with. And, you know, the con- we had such a beautiful conversation. It was so touching and vulnerable because I said, you know, between 20 and 50, there isn't much of a difference, right? What is keeping you from feeling that right now? And the entire conversation was an exploration of that. We think that this higher number is going to give us that feeling of confidence, of security, of safety. But that higher number is going to come when we first feel the confidence, when we first feel the safety, when we first feel that baseline foundational sense of security in our body, that we're okay, that we're going to be okay no matter what. So when we spend money from that place, when we spend money from that energy, something changes. And what changes is that we start rewriting the paradigm that we were indoctrinated with around money. Because the whole thing with money is that we need to shift to a more expansive, joyful, abundant place inside so that that can be matched and mirrored in our bank account. So that this wealth and abundance that's already here for us becomes accessible to us. Because ultimately, that's what the money in your bank account represents. The wealth, the abundance is all around us, right? The universe is infinitely abundant. The universe is the source of the money. The money doesn't come from your client or your customer or you know, your employer, the money comes through them. But where are they getting the money from somewhere else? And so on and so on and so on. And ultimately, the source of money is limitless. And that's why I believe that there is infinite limitless abundance for all of us in the world. We can all be infinitely abundant. And it's not a competition. There's enough for all of us. And when we align to that basic fundamental truth, then we can ground ourselves in this place of safety and abundance around money. And we can allow our body to relax. And when our body relaxes, when our nervous system relaxes, when we don't go into fight or flight every time the idea of money comes up, then we can begin to enjoy money. We can really begin to enjoy money. So this is the last point I'm going to leave you with. Your job is to enjoy money. Anytime you find yourself constricting around money, you're going in the wrong direction because you're, it's not a good feeling, right? And our feelings are the guidepost pointing the way. So if you want to rewrite this paradigm for yourself, and it's not just for yourself, it's for your entire lineage. This paradigm has been in your bloodline for probably generations and generations and generations going all the way back. And it'll travel forward through you to your kids and their kids and their kids unless you break this paradigm. And that's what I'm here to call you into, this higher purpose. Your job is not to make money, pay bills and die. 
and have a little bit of fun here and there on the way. Your job is to do your part to elevate humanity. It's to accelerate the evolution of consciousness on this planet. And everything I talk about is for that purpose. Entrepreneurship is an acceleration of consciousness, of the evolution of consciousness. Because when we engage in entrepreneurship, we're taking radical responsibility for ourselves. We're, we're choosing to become creators. And entrepreneurship is one of the hardest um, personal growth experiences one can have because it brings you face to face with every piece of your shadow, right? If you choose to face it. And money is the same way. So pretty much everything on this planet is actually a spiritual experience. Relationships are the same way. Sex is the same way. Health is the same way. So if we treat every aspect of our life like this, there is limitless expansion, there's limitless growth, there's limitless joy available to us. But if we run away from it, if we shrink from it, then there's going to be a lot of suffering. So your job is to start to enjoy money rather than suffer money. If you're paying bills, cursing under your breath, if you're spending money in a, in a state of anxiety and worry, then you're blocking the receiving of it as well. So what I challenged this client to do was have the most extravagant vacation he can afford. So his kids are going to be away at camp. And I asked if he would be, he was already going to plan a, a week long trip with his wife. And I said, what if you went outside your comfort zone in creating the most pleasurable, abundant, wealthy, luxurious experience for both of you? And what if you made every purchase to create that experience the most pleasurable spending experience that you've ever had? Every purchase brings pleasure. And this is very personal for me because, you know, I, you, if you've been following um, my work for a while, then you know that a few years ago, I decided to embark upon a surrender experiment where I would just give up all my possessions. I would give up um, pretty much any external source of safety that I was leaning on. I decided to take all those away from myself. I gave up most of my money. I gave up all my possessions. And I basically challenged myself to create the safety on the inside. And so recently, I decided to end that chapter of my life and begin a new one. And actually go from, you know, being a nomad, living in Airbnbs um, to, you know, being grounded in a beautiful home. So I invested in myself in a beautiful home. I stretched above what felt comfortable for me from a financial perspective in terms of the rent, in terms of the car I drive, in terms of, you know, simple things like the couch. I spent more money on this couch than, you know, I mean, 10 times more than I would have. A few years ago. Why? Because with every purchase, we get to rewrite our relationship with money. So the money I spent was, was spent with such joy and such pleasure because every time I'm going to sit on this couch, I'm going to feel it. I'm going to extract several units of pleasure from that experience. And that's really the goal. Right? That's why we have money. That's why we want money. We want money because we are trying to extract pleasure from every moment of life. We, know, we don't need money to do that. 
but it certainly makes the experience really nice. So your job is to extract pleasure every time you spend money. It's to spend money in joy, spend money in gratitude, spend money in this place of abundance and do it slowly. Feel it, feel it in your body. Let every single one of your cells receive the message that you are safe, that you are loved, that you're worthy, that you're enough and that you're choosing to spend this money as an investment in yourself. It's the ultimate self-love practice. And when you become an expert at giving to yourself, then the universe reflects that back and gives to you. When you are able to give to yourself with ease, when you spend money, then the universe gives to you with ease. It's time for us to break this paradigm that we need to hustle and grind and sacrifice and kill ourselves to make money. I saw my own father do that and it killed him. He put so much pressure on himself. I watched him work, you know, three jobs, leave at seven in the morning, come back at like two in the morning. And his whole life was about working. And he didn't allow himself to receive from himself. He didn't allow himself to receive what he'd worked so hard for. He didn't allow himself to enjoy the money that he had made. He just couldn't. And in the end, he developed liver cirrhosis and he needed a liver transplant. He was number two on the list. And he passed away when he had a massive brain hemorrhage waiting for a transplant. And the reason why it took him so long because he was very reluctant to receive a transplant. He didn't, he, he questioned the ethics around, you know, how the organ would be harvested and, you know, whose liver he was going to receive and, you know, maybe they needed it and maybe the, the ambulance people won't do as much of a, a good job trying to save their life if they think that they can, you know, use this person's liver somewhere else. He had a lot of beliefs and thinking around this and ultimately he couldn't receive. And that's why he died. So, you know, I have dedicated my life to helping people really understand how to unlock this place inside themselves where they can give to themselves without this guilt, without the shame, without this conditioning, because there is enough for all of us. And when we give to ourselves freely, when we allow ourselves to receive freely, whether it's money, whether it's love, whether it's, you know, joy, whether it's pleasure, then every single person on the world, in the world, benefits from that. Because other people, their life doesn't improve when you don't have enough. But when you have enough, when good people on this planet are wealthy, then everyone wins. Because I know that when you make a lot of money, you're going to do good stuff with it. You're going to find a way to impact your family, your community, the world, the people and the causes that you believe in. And that's the same with this client that I'm telling you about. He wants to start an animal rescue sanctuary. He wants to help orphan kids. That's really why he wants to make money. But he, the mistake that he made was that he made this, this whole process of building a business and making money mistakenly about 
the fact that, you know, it's going to benefit just him. Because usually when it's just benefiting us, we don't learn, we don't know how to ask. We don't, we don't ask as loudly. With, this happens particularly with women. It's called the mama bear effect. When women have to ask for money for themselves, they don't ask for it a lot. But when it's for their kids or their husband or their family, they show up and they exhibit some extreme tenacity and superhuman strength. So the thing is, we don't need to wait for struggle or suffering to ask for more. We can ask for more from this place of being okay. In fact, that's what I would highly, highly, highly recommend you explore. Being okay and wanting more. Feeling the gratitude for what you have and desiring more. Because those two feelings of gratitude and desire will unlock every single thing that you want. And when you get what you want, and more people with their hearts in a good place get what they want, the entire world wins. So I hope this was useful. Drop me a message, add a comment. You know, just I hope this conversation is something that is exciting for you because this is something that's super exciting for me. I'm super passionate about this. And I think we need to have more conversations like this so that we can find a win-win for everyone. And that's how we all prosper. And that's how we bring this in this planet, this species into a place of abundance, not just one or two of us. I love you. And remember that you are limitless. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you found value, please consider leaving a five-star review to allow the show to reach more people or share this episode via your social media channels. If you're an entrepreneur and want support in exponentially scaling your business, email me at ani at animanian.com.